This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, it is uh, sunny outside the studios right now, sitting at about 11 degrees. Good weather for people taking part in the Vancouver Marathon. Also, several Alzheimer's walks happening today as well. So great that there is sunshine for those events. But it wasn't that long ago we were waking up, it seemed like, every day to rain to the gray, wet rain that we know so well in Metro Vancouver. It actually rained 21 of the 30 days in April. And if you think that that means we won't have any water restrictions come summer, think again. We are joined now by Indersing, Metro Vancouver Utilities Committee Director with uh, Policy Planning and Analysis Water Services. Inder, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hello, good morning, Jill. Good morning. Uh, I think people might have thought that because of all of the rain and the records that we broke, we might get a break on water restriction this this summer, but it sounds like that's not the case. No, that's not the case. Uh, the water restrictions aren't imposed on a year-to-year basis, uh, depending on the current conditions. Uh, they are imposed on on a routine basis. Uh, and, uh, you know, the normal starting point is in the be- beginning of spring, when we get into the higher demand periods, and as you've noted, uh, this particular season, we started off on a relatively cold and uh, a wet type of a, a, a climate. But if you look back at uh, 2015, it was quite the opposite of that. And so what does that mean as far as the reservoirs only have so much capacity? And, and, and I would imagine even though we get, if it feels like it's raining every day, and in April it did feel like that a lot, it's not as though we have new reservoirs or that that capacity is, is, uh, is expanded. No, the reservoir capacity is fixed. Uh, we have three primary sources of supply on the North Shore Mountains, and uh, we're blessed with that source of supply, but uh, it, is, it is limited. And so there's two actual primary reasons for these water restrictions when they come on during uh, anticipating higher demands during the, um, uh, the, the summer season. And one is not only the maintenance of uh, storage that needs to take us well into the, uh, into the fall period, depending on how the season goes, but also there's an issue of uh, the peak draws. We have a lot of um, increase in the demand that can almost double uh, at least 1.5 times the normal average. And uh, that, again, is the reason for the restrictions, is to cut down on the, um, the bulk of the demand, which happens to be uh, oriented around residential uh, lawn watering. Uh, and what about people that, that kind of... Um, th- perhaps don't take them all that seriously, people that might be planting new lawns or, or watering new lawns uh, and would think, especially because it's been such a wet year, uh, don't take them as seriously this year as, say, a year where it's been hot and dry and you kind of, it seems more more realistic or it seems more that you can understand it better why there would be restrictions. Yes, well, as a region, we do all need to work together. Uh, a single individual trying to do the right thing will not actually help the overall scenario. So it's a matter of uh, all businesses, residences, um, to work together with regards to the restrictions that come on each and every year. And uh, those are regulated through uh, the municipal bylaws. And obviously, uh, as the season progresses uh, and uh, it does get hotter and uh, drier, uh, municipalities uh, will be going out uh, and uh, doing enforcement around those restrictions. Um, when we it was 2015 when we saw, was it th- that we got to the stage three water restrictions? Uh, how common is that? Uh, stage three was a very atypical event uh, since 1993, when the water shortage response plan was first put into effect. Uh, we've only had that stage in effect uh, twice, 
that includes the 2015 year as well. So it's very unlikely. It's a once-in-a-decade type of an anomaly. But as we look, uh, look forward, we need to continue to be vigilant with regards to water conservation. Uh, the reason being is that this uh, population base is growing. We're looking at about 35,000 people uh, per year that are continuing to uh, either come or, uh, or expand within the metro region. And uh, as you know, uh, climate change uh, is a longer-term issue that we're also facing within the region, and we need to be aware of that as we move forward. Uh, if you um, look at the Farmer's Almanac and, and give it uh, credit, uh, it does look like we could have a dry summer ahead. Uh, do, do you guys put stock in that? Or, or is it, I mean, the restrictions are coming in May 15th anyway, but then is there also the fear that if it is another a very dry summer that we could have more issues down the road? Well, if we start early with regards to making sure that uh, the restrictions are in place and uh, on a regional basis everyone abides by those restrictions, uh, the chances of moving into stages two and three, which are the more advanced stages, becomes less and less uh, likely. So really, there's um, minimal impact with regards to the stage one, which is a general conservation stage, and it only really affects uh, the lawn watering. We don't get into the more significant uh, issues with regards to um, impacts to users until we get into stages two and three, and therefore the whole idea of the way the plan is designed is to keep us within a normal stage one, which is a, a routine conservation stage, uh, making sure that we uh, avoid at all costs uh, getting into stage three, unless it's absolutely necessary, as you, uh, again, noted back to 2015, which was a very uh, atypical scenario. Uh, so what happens uh, for residents of Metro Vancouver starting May 15th? Uh, May 15th uh, is when the, the lawn watering restrictions come into effect. That's the primary uh, difference in terms of people's behavior will be how you water your lawn. So right now you can go out and uh, water as you wish any time uh, d- during the day using any type of a device, whether it's a sprinkler system or otherwise. But as soon as the, the restrictions come into place, then it's limited to the specific hours um, between 4 and 9 in the morning, and uh, you are allowed three days uh, per week to, um, to water, depending on what your specific address happens to be. Uh, do you find, are people adhering to the rules more? Are people getting the message or understanding why the restrictions come in every year? Yes, definitely, Jill. I mean, it was a bit of a wake-up call with regards to 2015. Uh, if you look outside, uh, we've got a great day uh, today, and this last month uh, and two, for that matter, has been uh, not the usual case, but the 2015 was a wake-up year, and it's clear that um, we don't have unlimited supplies, and the communities all came on board collectively to make sure that um, we abided by the, the specific regulations that are in place. So it was definitely a big uh, game-changer, and uh, we're seeing a lot more compliance with the, uh, with the local bylaws. All right. Uh, Inder, thank you so much. A good reminder for people, especially, uh, like we said, it's sunny today. People might uh, not or probably aren't thinking about water restrictions, but they are uh, just around the corner. Thank you so much for joining us and talking about this. Thank you. You're very welcome. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.